0: Hello everyone, I am your host Darshna. Fear about coronavirus has gripped the world. As I speak, more than 60,000 people have died from the virus and more than 11 lakh people have become sick. That's according to the World Health Organization. Nearly all countries are affected. Here in India, 3,000 or so people have become ill so far. And the country has been in the lockdown since last 15 days or so. While this new illness certainly is frightening and need attention, it's important to note that far more people die from all illness than all too familiar, the the seasonal flu or a road accident. Why are we so afraid about this novel coronavirus when we are much more likely to catch the flu? Our guest for this episode will explain why we worry about new risks more than familiar ones, how to calm our anxiety and more to psychological effects of being quarantined, which is what is happening to some people who have been exposed to this new bug. Let me introduce an expert Dr. Chirag Jain to let us understand the mental health aspect of coronavirus. Dr. Chirag Jain has been practicing as a surgical consultant since last 15 years. He is a neuroplastician. He has completed psychology from Australia. He has authored the bestseller, What a Comeback. He has also formulated the laws of neuroplasticity. He has been working on research program with estimation of stress level of Indian school and college going children and its impact on their learning. He has also been facilitated with International Award, Star of Asia, and National Award, Jewel of India, for his contribution to the field of medicine and mindfulness. He is associated with Terna Engineering College since two years as psychological counsellor and has conducted programmes under the banner of Mindful Gurukul.
1: Always a pleasure to be with Terna.
0: So Doctor, there is few questions which we are going to ask you. Uh, the, my first question is, why are we getting so anxious, doctor, even when the country has very few corona positive cases as compared to United States or Italy?
1: It's a frightening time. We are in a midst of a worldwide pandemic with, cis, with cities and entire countries shutting down. Some of us are in areas that have already been affected by coronavirus. Most of the people are forced to work from home. Others are simply sitting at home, wondering what to do throughout the day. Our everyday routine schedules are completely shattered. The fear of the falling economy, the share bazaar, compounded with a forced change in our lives can be simply devastating for our mental health. Our mind is not used to accepting dramatic changes And it simply hates being forced to do something without its wishes. Let me explain to you better with an example. How many times we have made a resolution in the beginning of the year? And how many of the resolutions have gone through? I am sure not many. It is difficult to break a habit. But Corona has simply turned our lives upside down. Others are bracing for what may come. And all of us are watching the headlines and wondering, or What's going to happen next? For many people, the uncertainty surrounding the coronavirus is the hardest thing to handle. We don't know how exactly we'll be impacted or how bad things might get. And that makes it all too easy to catastrophize and spiral out into an overwhelming dreaded and panic. But there are many things you can do, even in the face of this unique crisis, to manage your anxiety and fears.
0: So my second question is, what is the role of the, uh, both social and mass media in triggering our anxiety? I hope you don't tell us that we should stop watching or following what goes on in the world. It is simply not possible.
1: I completely agree with you it is very vital to stay informed particularly in a situation like this to know what is happening in your community so you can follow the advice safety precautions and do your part to slow the spread of virus but there are lots of misinformation going around as well as sensationalist coverage by the media print media or the mass media that only feeds into our fears. It's important to be discerning about what you read and watch. So what should we do? These are some of the things which I follow and I tell all my patients to follow. Stick to trustworthy sources. Our government has made any resources. They have come up with apps. They have given up WhatsApp numbers. Limit how often you check for updates. One of the most commonest problems is that we have a lot of time now, so what do we do? We constantly monitor off our news, what news, what social media and feeds which can become a compulsive and a counterproductive. It fuels in our anxiety rather than actually easing it. The limit is different for everyone. So pay attention and see how you're feeling and adjust accordingly. Step away from media. If you start feeling overwhelmed, if anxiety is an ongoing issue, consider limiting your media consumption maybe to a specific time or a frame of the day, say for 30 minutes every evening at 6pm. Ask someone reliable to share important updates. If you feel avoiding the media entirely and if you feel that it actually makes you more anxious and upset, you can ask someone whom you trust. To pass on any major updates, you need to know about it. It is not weak not to see or not to get engaged into an activity which actually fuels an anxiety. It is prudent to take help from people. And next, be careful of what you share. Do your best to verify information before passing it on. We all need to do our part to avoid spreading rumors and creating an unnecessary panic.
0: Great! So the next is, most of us feel helpless when we listen to what is happening around us. With the advancement in science, we are suddenly made to feel like helpless beings. What should we do to overcome this feeling of helplessness?
1: Very true, Darsha, we we have never felt so helpless in our lives. That's what we are feeling, and that is a mass feeling. It's throughout the globe, people are feeling this feeling of helplessness. We're in time of a massive upheaval. There are so many things outside our control, including how long this pandemic will last, how other people behave, what's going to happen in our communities. That's a tough thing to accept. And so many of us respond by endlessly searching the internet for answers, And thinking over all the different scenarios that might happen. But as long as we are focusing on questions with unknowable answers and circumstances outside our personal control, this strategy will get us nowhere. We will be just simply going around in circles with no solution aside from feeling drained, anxious and overwhelmed. So when you sit and feel yourself get caught up in fear, what might happen? Try to shift your focus to things which you can actually control. And there are many. Get your attention to that. For example, you can't control how severe the coronavirus outbreak is going to be in your city or town or in your society. But you can take steps to reduce your personal risk and the risk you'll be unknowingly spreading it to others such as washing your hands frequently for at least 20 seconds with soap and water or a hand sanitizer that contains at least 60% alcohol Second, avoid touching your face, particularly your eyes, nose and mouth Third, staying home as much as possible even if you don't feel sick Avoid crowds and gatherings of 10 or more people. Avoiding all non-essential shopping and travel. Keeping a 6 feet of distance between yourself and others when out. Getting plenty of sleep which helps support your immune system. And following all the recommendations from health authorities.
0: Great. Uh, My next question is Dr. Shirak, Can you suggest of how to deal with insecurities which have invaded into our lives of unknown future?
1: Very interesting question. It is but natural to be concerned about what might happen if your workplace closes. Your children have to stay home from school. You or someone you love gets sick Or you have to self-quarantine. While these possibilities can be scary to think about, being proactive can help relieve at least some of the anxieties. So what can we do? Well, write down specific worries you have about coronavirus which may disrupt your life. If you start getting overwhelmed, take a break. Second, Make a list of all possible solutions you can think of. Try not getting too hung up on perfect options. Include whatever comes to mind that could help you get by. Corona has taught us one thing. That there is no perfect life. And something can just come up and disrupt our life. So I think we should learn, that, learn from this episode. Focus on concrete things things you can problem solve or change, rather than circumstances beyond your control. And after you have evaluated all your options, draw up an action plan. It may take maybe a day or two to actually come up to the stage where you can draw a plan of action, but I'm sure most of us will have enough time to draw this plan of action. And when you're done, set it aside. And resist the urge to go back to it until you need it, or the circumstances significantly change.
0: Uh, so doctor, humans are a uh, social animals. then won't this social dist- uh, distancing create an adverse effect on their mindset?
1: Yes, very true. It's a paradox. Evidence shows that people with coronavirus, particularly young, seemingly healthy people, don't have symptoms, but can still spread the virus. That's why the biggest thing that most of the people can do right now is to make a positive difference, is to practice social distancing. But social distancing comes with its own risk. Humans are social animals. We are hardwired for connection, isolation and loneliness, can exacerbate our anxiety and depression and even impact our physical health. That's why it's important to stay connected as best as we can and reach out for support when we need it, even as we cut back on in-person socializing. Make it a priority to stay in touch with friends and family. If you tend to withdraw when depressed or anxious, Think about scheduling regular phone chats or Skype dates to counteract that tendency. While in-person visits are limited, substitute with video chatting if you are able. Face-to-face contact is like a vitamin for your mental health. Reducing your risk of depression and helping ease stress and anxiety. Social media can be a powerful tool. Not only for connecting with friends and family and acquaintances but for feeling connected in a greater sense to our community, country and world. It reminds us we are not alone. That said, be mindful about how social media is making you feel. Don't hesitate to mute the keywords or people who are exasperating your anxiety and log off. If it starts making you feel worse, don't let coronavirus dominate every conversation. I repeat, do not let coronavirus dominate every conversation. It's in our hands. It's important to take breaks from stressful thoughts about pandemic to simply enjoy each other's company, to be with the family, to laugh with them, share stories and focus on other things going on in our lives. Emotions are contagious, so is the virus. So be wise about who you turn to for support. All of us are going to need reassurances, advice, or a sympathetic ear during this difficult time. But be careful. Who you choose as a sounding board. The coronavirus is the only thing that's it's not the only thing that's contagious. So are emotions. Avoid talking about virus with people who tend to be negative or who reinforce a ramp up fears. Turn to people in your life who are thoughtful, level headed and are good listeners.
0: So my next question is, does lack of physical activity like exercising or simple walk creating a havoc in our minds and what can be done in the given situation?
1: So, Dashna, I will let you out a very secret in in my practice which I do. So, whenever I see any individual coming up with any anxiety, the first thing I advise them is to start exercising because exercise is one of the biggest stress reliever. But this is an extraordinary trying time and all the tried and true stress management strategies apply such as eating healthy meals, getting plenty of sleep, and meditating. Beyond that, here are some tips for practicing self-care in the face of unique disruptions caused by the coronavirus. First, be kind to yourself. Go easy on yourself if you're experiencing more depression or anxiety than usual. You're not alone in your struggles. Maintain a routine as best you can. Even if you're stuck at home, Try to stick to your regular sleep, school, meal or work schedule. This can help you maintain a sense of normalcy. Take time out for activities you enjoy. Read a good book, watch a comedy, play a fun board or a video game. Make something, whatever it is. It could be a new recipe, a craft, a piece of art, a song. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as it takes you out of your worries. Get out in nature if possible. Sunshine, fresh air will do you good. Even a walk around your neighborhood can make you feel better. Just be sure to avoid crowds. Keep your distance from people you encounter and obey restrictions in your area. Find ways to exercise. Stay active will help you release anxiety, relieve stress and manage your moods. While in the gym and group classes are out, you can still hike, walk or cycle or if you're stuck at home look online for exercise videos which you can follow. There are many good things which you can do without equipments such as yoga, exercise that use your own body weight. Simply avoid self-medicating. Be careful you're not using alcohol or a substance to deal with anxiety or depression. If you tend to overdo it in the best of the times, it may be a good idea to avoid it for now. Take up a relaxation practice. When stresses throw your nervous system out of balance, relaxation techniques such as deep breathing, meditation and yoga can bring you back into the state of equilibrium. Regular practice delivers the greatest benefits So, see if you can set aside even a little time every day for yourself, for calming your mind down.
0: So, India has a vibrant community structure with values and morality. What can we do as we are so overwhelmed with our own anxieties?
1: Very true. The social fabric of this country is simply amazing. And at times like this, it's easy to get caught up in your own fears and concerns. But amid all these stories of people fighting over rolls of toilet paper or lining up outside gun stores to arm themselves, it's important to take a breath and remember that we are all in this together. You are not the only one who's suffering right now. As a quote which is circulating in Italy reminds us, We are standing far apart now, so we can um, embrace each other later. It's no coincidence that those who focus on others in need and support their communities, especially during times of crisis, tend to be happier and healthier than those who act selfishly. Helping others not only makes a difference to your own mental health and well-being, Much of the anguish accompanying this pandemic stems from feeling powerless. Doing kind and helpful acts for others can help you regain a sense of control over your life, as well as adding meaning and purpose. So even when you're self-isolating or maintaining a social distance, there's still plenty you can do to help others. Follow guidelines for preventing the spread of virus. Even if you are not in the high-risk group, staying at home, washing your hands frequently and avoiding contact with others can help save the lives of the most vulnerable in your community and prevent overburdening of the health care system. Reach out to others in needs. If you know people in your community who are isolated, particularly the elderly or the disabled, you can still offer support, perhaps an older neighbor Needs help with groceries or fulfilling a prescription. You can always leave the packages on their doorsteps to avoid direct contact. Or maybe they just need to hear a friendly, reassuring voice over the phone. Many local social media groups can help put you in touch with vulnerable people in your area. Donate to food banks. There are many people who are starving right now because of this lockdown Panic buying, hoardings, have not only left grocery store shelves stripped bare, but have also drastically reduced supplies to food banks. You can help older adults, low-income families, and others in need by donating food or cash. Be a calming influence. If friends or loved ones are panicking, try to help them. Gain some perspective on the situation. Instead of scaremongering, or giving credence to false rumors, refer them to reputable news sources. Being a positive, uplifting influence in these anxious times can help you feel better about your own situation too. Be kind to others. I can not stop emphasizing on this. An infectious disease is not connected to any racial or ethnic group. So speak up if you hear negative stereotypes that only promote prejudice. With the right outlook and intention, we can all ensure that the kindness and charity spreads throughout our community, even if faster than the virus.
0: Can you explain to me about three phases in which people are going through in coronavirus? Could you explain to everyone what are the three zones we are in?
1: Very true. So there are, what, what we have seen through the behaviours of people, there are three phases of people which have come out. How they have reacted to the situation of a coronavirus pandemic. So first is the fear zone. The one who have got scared. So what are they doing? They are holding food, toilet papers and medicines which they don't need. They keep complaining all the time. They transmit their anger and fear related to emotions to others and which we must have seen a lot of people around us, they keep forwarding all these messages. There is another group of people which are in the learning zone. So what do, what do they do? They stop compulsive consuming things that can harm them from food to the news. They start letting go of things that are out of their control. They identify their emotions. They make themselves aware of the situation and think about the best way to act. They verify information before they share it. They acknowledge that everyone is trying their best. There is another group of people who are in the growth zone. So what do they do? They are finding a purpose. They think of how they can help others to overcome the situation. They use their skills to service the ones in need. They show empathy to themselves and to others. They live in the present and focus in the future. They keep themselves emotionally happy and transmit hope. They show gratefulness. They find ways to adapt to changes. And they practice calmness, patience, relationships, and creativity. I do not know how long we will take to overcome this pandemic, which we all are in. But I'm very sure, as the number of the people, in the growth zone start increasing corona has to go until our journey from the fear zone to the growth zone is complete this is what we should try in our testing times
0: yeah dr chirag thank you so much for being with us
1: it's my pleasure.
0: I would like to end with a para of positive song.
2: Aa chal ke my main leke chalun ek aise gagan ke tale jahan binah ho asu binah ho bas <laughs> pyar hi phale आ चल के तुझे मैं लेके चलूं एक ऐसे गगन के तले जहां हम भी न हो असूधीन हो बस प्यार ही प्यार फले एक ऐसे गगन के तले सूरज की पहली किरण से आशा का सवेरा जागे सूरज की पहली किरण से आशा का सवेरा जागे चंदा की किरण से धुलकर अंधेरा चंदा की किरण से धूल कर घनघोर अधेरा भागे कभी धूप खिले कभी छाव मिले लंबी सी डगर न खले जहाँ हम भी न हो आंसू भी न हो बस प्यार ही प्यार फले I say, Gagan बिरंगे पंछी आशा का संदेशा लाए जहां रंग बिरंगे पंची आशा का संदेशा लाए सपनों में पली हंसती हो कली जहां शाम सुहानी ढले जहां गम भी न हो आंसू भी न हो बस प्यार ही प्यार पले आ चल के तुझे मैं ले के चलूं एक ऐसे गगन के तले जहां गम भी न हो आंसू भी न हो बस प्यार ही प्यार पले एक ऐसे गगन के तले एक है इस गगन के तले एक